everybody. Welcome to Not Enough Bones, a gaming podcast about too many bones and everything else Chip Theory Games has cooking. My name is David, and with me is my lovely and gorgeous, beautiful co-host, John Bissett. John, say hello to the people. Hey, people. How's it going? John, is your la- like what's the origin of your fra- of your last name? Because I want to say like Bisset, like French. But like, yeah. what, what is the or- um, origin? So it is. It's Scottish. Um, Bisset, and originally, so it's B I S S E T T. Originally, there was only one S and one T. Further than that, I couldn't tell you the origin. I do know that my dad has a uh, like a poster in his office or a, a print um, that explains the origin of our family name, and I probably should have it memorized. Uh, but it is, it is Scottish. My dad is very proud of our Scottish heritage, so hey. um, that's a something I may, might have to do a little bit of digging on. I think so. Can you like? How's your Scottish accent? Oh, it's not good. I wouldn't. It, I wouldn't even risk you, it here. You wouldn't do it. Oh, I, I would be recorded permanently, David. I don't know if I can do that to my uh, my dad if he ever were to listen. Have you ever had Iron Brew? I have not. I've heard You've so many good things about it. I've man. never traveled over there, so um, it's on my list. I did get um, to try some Scottish candy bars. Um, I had uh, my great aunt traveled in from Scotland and was visiting some family a couple weeks ago now, maybe two months ago, um, and they brought a bunch of uh, Scottish candy bars. So mm. I could uh, tell you all about Mars bars and uh, Crackle and all these other things that they have, but um, haven't good, tried man. the soda yet. Boy, John, we got to get you a bit, a wee bit of iron, iron brew. A wee dram. A wee dram of iron brew. Exactly. Anyways, um, yeah, it's good. It's, Scotland is, is, is great. And, uh, but then... And this isn't the Scotland podcast. Well, nah, it could be. Maybe if could. we get listeners in Scotland, it, it hey, could come be. on. But, uh, we're here to talk about uh, Toomey Bones. And of course, today we are starting our gear lock breakdown, where we're giving you the breakdown of all the gear locks. Start with our boy Patches. But before we mm-hmm. get to that, John, how have you been doing? What's uh, what's going on in your life? Uh, David, man, my back has been really, really hurting me recently. Um, I got this giant box delivered to my front porch, um, <laughs> and I tried to pick it up before reading the label, only to find out that it was all of my unbreakable pre-orders. So um, I have got all of my Too Many Bones content in sorted into my trove chest. That was quite the puzzle. Um, and I've even set up a game. Work's been a little busy, so I haven't finished it yet. But I'm kind of halfway into a game with Figment and Gale against Rock and Roll. So trying just kind of the base unbreakable against one of the simpler tyrants. Um, I've been enjoying it so far. It's been... Uh, yeah, well, real quick, just like, is how you liking Figment? Is he like was complicated? He's, or... he's tricky, mainly. I, I honestly feel like he's very strong utility-wise, but isn't, okay. isn't bringing the damage. So... I've noticed that some of his abilities like ping for one or other things like that, but he has this um, one of his professions where you lock dice and then at the beginning of every round, you get to either like deal a damage, give a bones or give a buff HP. And then if it's the round that's on the dice, you get a a more powerful effect, but you have to exhaust the dice. Uh, I've had some good luck on that where I rolled fives on both of them. So now I have that dice in my lock slots and sometimes I'm finishing the encounter before turn five. So I just get three, four turns of buff HP and damage where I'm not having to spend any decks to roll. So that's been kind of cool. Really good, kind of fun support character. Um, I think they did a really good job pairing it with Gale, who's definitely more damage or offense focused. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's a ranged character is really nice, too, because all of his effects, you really don't need to worry too much about your positioning. So, um, again, only for five days into this encounter or into this uh kind of game here but um looks promising definitely yeah. a lot of levels nice what else you've been playing 
I have, uh, with my game group, gotten in a few games that are kind of like remakes to modern classics, I would say, or or just yeah. tried and true Euro games. So Great Western Trail and Terra Mystica are two of my very, very favorite games. We played in the last week, I've gotten Great Western Trail New Zealand Jeez. and Terra Mystica Age of Innovation played. Yeah, so man. kind of iterations on tried and true Euro games. And it's a cool thing to have a game you really love kind of spun a little bit. Great Western Trail New Zealand is almost like Great Western Trail Ultimate Edition. Like there's nothing in it that is worse than base Great Western Trail. And mm -hmm. it just adds more fun stuff. Might be a little overwhelming if someone wasn't already familiar with base Great Western Trail, but mm -hmm. loved that. And then Age of Innovation uh, was really, really fun. I enjoyed the updated theme and art as well as kind of the modularity of the game. So there's a really fun kind of draft, which is almost the best part of the game where you're kind of drafting your faction and your home terrain and a special ability. And then it's the same, you know, crunchy Euro that Terra Mystica is where you're looking for an Advil three, three turns in and um, all that. But um, yeah, I've gotten some good games played um, on our game nights. So what about you? Yeah, well, I was just going to comment real quick. Um, like for me, I'm excited to try New Zealand because I think vanilla Great Western Trail I don't really care for it. No. Like for a lot of people, it's like the, in their top 10 games for yeah. our group. It's definitely in the top 10 for me. It's mm -hmm. like well outside my top 70 games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to trying this. Uh, I, I don't know. Like Fister's just a designer that I'm not really, I don't really like vibe with as much. Like I was in love with Marikai before a little bit and then just mm -hmm. like, just like really went down and um yeah great western trail i, I don't really care for to, I, yeah. to wet your whistle a little bit they i think the biggest thing they improved was the deck building mechanics and okay. i know you're a big dune imperium guy yeah um you know so they did increase some of the you know value of building your deck a certain way and gave you a little well, bit more options too, i do so. love that you can like deliver the sheep or you can also like shear the sheep and then like use their wool to sell like i think that's i think that's really cool so yeah i'm excited excited to try that one and then like age of innovation i love terra mystica so good that is a uh, probably a top 10 game for me and i imagine that once i play age of innovation i i don't know if i will want to go back to base term i think like the drafting of the terrain is yeah. what I think is pretty genius um, yeah. because you know, like you you pick a faction and like there's a lot of, um, I, I guess like like I'm not at that level, but there are a lot of people who are like, okay, this is the opening strategy. Picks the, right. pick this hex. If so and so is in the game, then you pick right. that hex. And it's like it's you can't do almost that anymore. solved, right? At least from a setup standpoint. Yes, yes, and, so and you can't and do that anymore. The the biggest things they changed there, obviously, the draft is huge, but they rebalanced a lot of the uh, favor tiles, which are kind of a, a way to interact with the game that generally there were two good choices to go for at the start and both of them were kind of boring, but scored you lots of passive points over the course of the game. Those are no more. They kind of rebalance mm. some of those where there's not a clear and immediate, like, Hey, this is the path you want to go. You have three different kinds of openings and you know, you're just trying to score points. They really kind of open the design space and the way that some of the different tiles are guaranteed to be in versus some that you know are going to change every game with what's available um i'm really excited for how it kind of innovates on it um our good buddy matthew who teramist because you know top five for him i think he's afraid of liking it because he doesn't want to admit <laughs> that it might be better than teramistica yeah. um so we'll see how how long it takes for him to be brought along but he's trying to compare some of the fan-made factions to some of the base game new and i'm like well the terra mystica is an old game i don't know i think it was 2012 like 2010s 2012s yeah um and and that's all 10 years of this game being out there 
and people with fan factions. I mean, he's played it 50 times probably. So it's, it's kind of hard to go up against that. Um, but first impressions, I really enjoyed it. Played at 5-2, and I don't feel like it overstayed its welcome because um, it's just so so tight down to the last turn. Yeah, yeah. Love Terra Mystica. The fan factions are really, really good. They I do, are I fantastic. Do the, I do if anyone's out there on BGA that's listening to this and wants to get in a game of uh, like an async game of Terra Mystica or something, hit us up. You know, Dude, yeah, one, 100% would, would love to. Um, as far as what I have been playing, uh, we've been playing oh, yeah. on BGA. We've been playing Wizards of the Grimoire. Now, this is a this is one that I like. I've heard kind of like a few different podcasts and like other people uh, mention this is in the vein of like Radlands or mm-hmm. just like any other like card duelers, uh, but like very basic, very, very basic. But because it's so basic and so slimmed down, I mean, like if if we were to play this game like in real time, we could probably knock it out in like 15 minutes. Easy. Um, and it just like I I really like it. They're, like all the spells, you, the, the premises that you were, I guess we're two wizards and we're dueling mm-hmm. it out, casting spells every turn. And the spells just have a lot of manipulation of um, mana cards that you yeah. use to like transfer and then like you deal damage with. It's like, you know, a lot of managing about like your hand, like discard two cards and deal damage. Then like, I think what's two things that are cool is one that the spells have a cooldown system. Yep. Really love that. Um, so this, and then the second thing that I like is that, um, the mana cards are used to pay for the spells, but Mm -hmm. then at the end of your turn, you can also use them to just deal like a basic attack. And because neither person has like the ability to heal, there's Mm -hmm. no, like, it doesn't drag out. It's just like, it's a race to see who can deal the most damage. Uh, and like in my brain, when I am playing this game, I'm like, like I have my wand and I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're like <laughs> like we're just like you see like beans right like, right it's um, a slugfest yeah. yeah 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 going uh back and forth so that is so i've been really enjoying that on uh bga and got a couple other games going with mm-hmm. um some folks and then um yeah finished up my spirit island journey as far as like just playing oh, yeah. through all the the spirits that i have so like from base and branch and claw and like this is just i've just been enlightened i think i am almost about to just like sell everything in my collection <laughs> that isn't like that isn't a game where you just can repeat 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 and sink your teeth into more and more and more and more mm-hmm. um and so like i was looking at arkham horror the card game um and David, i tried that i want to go down that rabbit trail as well man oh, oh. my let's do it oh. we'll start the arkham horror podcast no i'm sure somebody else out there already has one but yeah so i mean that's just another one where like the game is as deep as you want it to be um so been really yeah really been uh in enjoying enjoying that and oh, there was one other thing that i played um oh yeah and then i got to introduce some friends to raw the um which is like the 1999 auction game by reiner knizia so that's a, a fantastic game probably my fave uh, i'd see either that or for sale might be like my favorite auction game okay. um but yeah really sam my wife sam it like i think she likes the game but the production she hates She's like, this is unnecessarily big, <laughs> like unnecessarily chunky. And like it is, you basically are passing around like a knapsack uh, between the different really? players as you're like, um, you know, uh, drawing out the tiles. But oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I even loved the game when I was playing it wrong. And apparently, uh, and you were the one big, who fixed it for me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big time. rule I was... where you got to put the raw tiles out of out of the game instead of back into the bag when you reset, um, you know, between rounds. 
Yeah, I was just throwing everything back into the bag in between mm-hmm. rounds. I was like, all right, I guess here we go. So, anyways, but yeah, so that's just kind of what 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 I've been been up to uh, lately in some games, and uh, so I got some other things I'm looking forward to. But heck yeah, we will go ahead and move on to our boy patches. So, John, th- I guess we'll maybe we'll start with some like the base yeah. game uh, uh, gear locks. Absolutely. Uh, so, why don't you tell everybody like who is so who is patches? Yeah. So, and I think the the idea behind these kinds of episodes is to give everyone who's listening a, a general overview of who the gear lock is, kind of how they play, um, why you would want to take them. And we're not going to go into like Liz Davidson has a fantastic series of YouTube videos explaining mm-hmm. visually how to play every gear lock. We're not going to read through each ability, each dive. Our, our goal is to give you a feel of, you know, what I enjoy playing this gear lock, what role do they fit either in a team or solo, but also yeah. just, you know, keep it fun, you know, get into a little bit of the psyche of the character as well. Um, and, and I think starting with patches is um, great because last episode, we answered the question about like, what is, you know, too many bones, all these components a little overwhelming before that we talked about how do I get into too many bones? That's like the most popular question. Once mm-hmm. people have the game, they're always like, where do I start? And almost always, you'll see the recommendation is go with patches, patches against Molmesh. I don't know how many times I've seen that, you know, out there. Um, And the reason is because patches, a little bit of a crazy character, but um, I think he's one of the most beginner friendly gear locks out there. So um, patches is the red gear lock. All of these gear locks have their own kind of color code, but he's kind of the healer of the group. So Mm -hmm. um, I love the little flavor text that... um, you know, they put on all the reference sheets. So for patches, it says this gear lock cares only for the welfare of his party using a variety of methods. Patches is a master manipulator of health and can easily sustain a party through the worst and longest of battles. He also isn't half bad with a bone saw smooth edges. And I think it's kind of funny because it plays on the whole idea of patches has a lot of buffs, a lot of healing, uh, but he's also got a really fun uh, like stim kit kind of mm-hmm. package that he can use where you can literally attack or shoot uh, at your own teammates and risk damaging them in order to give them certain buffs. Um, he's got a really fun play style there. So, um, you know, it's really funny. So this is, Oh yeah, I can hear it. That my friends is the sound of a, uh, a, a PVC <laughs> reference guide. So for the gear lock. Um, but what's funny, John is like, tell me, what do you notice about, what do you notice about like the description of like how he plays? Lots of healing, lots of reviving. Oh, okay. No. So what I notice no? is like lots how of sparse. Work. No, how sparse this is compared to some of like the other gear locks. Like, so each gear lock has a difficulty rating, and and, and patches is rated a difficulty one out of one out of four. So he's like very beginner. Well, as much as beginner friendly, like too many bones can be. But I'm just like yeah so like i don't know like he's so so john is holding up figment and it is just a wall of text and uh it's just it has been a minute since i've looked at patches Mm -hmm. and i'm just kind of chuckling right now at like straightforward how straightforward this is so Mm -hmm. anyways but carry on go ahead no i was just gonna say um he's he's really good um for kind of the main reason i think he's a friendly uh beginner kind of gear lock is the ability to heal healing is not a very common um, I would say ability for a lot of gear locks. Oftentimes yeah, you're relying on um, items that you'll pick up throughout the the journey. But I, I think we've mentioned, but all of the gear locks have kind of four base stats. They all have four kind of skill trees is kind of the easiest. They call them professions. 
mm-hmm. then they all have an innate ability. So what I think is kind of the crux of patches that makes him just a, a fantastic all around gear lock is his innate ability of recovery, which is at the start of his turn, patches heals himself for one HP. That's like the simplest ability you could have. Yeah. But it's also extremely impactful. Like I look at Figment, it's like, well, if the moon's in the northwest sky and and you move your initiative die from a gear lock to an, it, you know, there's a lot of detail yeah. on on some other ones. But this is straightforward. Start of your turn, put a health chip under him. Right, he can't go above his max health. But that survivability of being able to effectively tank a damage each turn to be able to keep up with, um, you know, you can even get cheeky and time it with how you take damage for you know fatigue, and he can kind of help outlast your your team, but. Um, it kind of starts with the kind of foundation of his build is around that innate. So he is all about survivability. And that translates right to some of his professions, right? So he's got the combat medic profession where he's got, you know, med kits and med packs so he can revive downed gear locks. He can give them uh, health and boost that. He's also got like a bone saw, like they said in his little description, which is effectively just a more effective attack dice and Mm -hmm. um so it's only you know one-time use but when he whips that thing out he can do some damage too um i mentioned he's got the stim profession so he's got this whole slew of um they say oftentimes more risk means more reward the stim stacking profession is no exception some of the skills can backfire but they can also greatly ramp up the party's health and effectiveness so you can kind of choose all right well this combat medic profession is a little bit safer right i can roll my med pack i can put it Mm -hmm. in my you know, active slots and then use it when I need to. Stim kit's like, oh, well, maybe I want to roll a dice and see if I poison my friend or if I give him buff right. HP, right? Yeah. Um, so he's got some fun uh, fun ways. I would say also he's one of the few that has the ability to revive gear locks as well. That's almost more powerful. It is more powerful than healing. Um, so he's, again, uh, if you read through his kit, he's just a very, very good um, support character through the various healing he has, the buffs that he has, um, and his ability to do damage when he needs to. So, yeah, I, I love that. Like, so in the combat medic profession, um, having the the zap pack, the one specifically, mm-hmm. like revive a KO. Like, you know, if you KO in uh, in in patches in your party, like, hey, no sweat. I mean, so long as it's, that he's unlocked that skill because it is the last one right. in that profession. So you know, take a few training points to get there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you KO, no big deal. Patches, he's gonna, he's just gonna run over there real quick he's gonna take out his uh yep. oh john what do you call those things i'm rubbing my my knuckles together the uh, ad yeah boom and then go clear defibrillator and, yeah the yep. defibrillator there you go and um and uh revive you over there i also um i like some of his consumables mm-hmm. and i mean like again they're like you said like they're they're pretty basic but like it, it's just a dart so you can place like a poison effect mm-hmm. uh you got a little battery so that you can um uh, roll people. your you can like roll your zap pack and, and overcharge. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, like fun fun things. And uh, I guess we can go ahead and maybe go into the um, pro- oh real quick before we go into some like pros and cons for yep. uh, patches. We can talk about his bones or uh, so like mm-hmm. his um, his his uh, backup plan uh, breakdown. So nothing on one. Then on two, you're gonna heal any gear lock for one HP. That's pretty good. Great. Three bones, you get to stick a target for two damage so you just imagine you spend you and he just jabs a syringe right in their neck syringe emoji there you go and there you go yep yep and then uh so four bones acquired consumable die patches actually that's pretty good most of the time are they're on five right on five yeah consumables are on five so have it on four that's uh pretty good Mm -hmm. overcharges reduce your e-cells by one and electrify a baddie for four true damage 
Mm-hmm. And then, of course, six is the classic uh, upgrade to innate plus yep. one. So what are some of the pros and cons? John, what do you think? What are some Maybe some pros we can start I, with patches? Yeah, I think major pro, as I've mentioned before, um, healing and buffing are how patch keep patches keeps you know gear locks alive right he's not necessarily doing all the damage he's not going to be the main carry of the party but he has the ability to keep the damage dealing members of the party alive and do that relatively safely because even if he's not spending all his decks to roll defense dice or keep himself alive that innate healing round after round after round does add up over time i mean think about healing five six health over the course of a single encounter um, is massive. So survivability and support capabilities, I think, are two major pros for him. Yeah. And then I guess um, as far as a, another pro, I think, like, I think he's fun. I think he's a fun character uh, for, I mean, for me, just because it, it is, you know, most, uh, you know, I, I feel like when I think of the other gear locks, I typically think like warrior, you know, mm-hmm. like this is a fighter and like patches, not maybe like not as much. And so I think like he's got, you know, he's got a name for himself, you know, right. he's, he's, he's unique. And, and I, and I appreciate that. Uh, maybe some cons, uh, I guess on the flip side, like if you're someone who likes to deal tons and tons and tons of damage, yeah. patches is not going to be your person. If like you derive pleasure and you feel like you're the star of the show, if you're the one that's clearing out the baddies, uh, then, you know, I, don't know that I would necessarily choose um, patches. No, I think if I'm looking at his dice too, he's got the bone saw, which we mentioned. He's got toxins, which can do poison damage again, damage over time. But mm-hmm. the poison dart, great consumable. But again, these are difficult things to obtain, and you're spending a good amount of resources into those in order to get, mm-hmm. you know, not the same amount of damage. And, and I don't have his mat right in front of me, but remind me, he starts at a low dex, doesn't he? I think it's maybe three. Yeah, he just starts, um, he actually starts at dexterity two. Is all two, yeah, at. which I think yeah. is also a downside. I know we didn't go too far into the stats. He gets to start with five health, yeah. um, two decks, one attack, one defense, which, you know, attack and defense is fine. At least he's got one of each, but you're going to have to spend some points in your decks and then you're really going to want to add some healing. So he's, he's more of a niche character and, and while we say we recommend him for kind of a first character, it's mainly because the game is a challenging game mm-hmm. and the survivability is going to allow you to actually interact with the game more. Yeah. Although he may be more of a draw, you're going to have drawn out encounters. You're not going to be one shotting something with patches, no. right? You're not going to yeah. be running in there and, you know, if you're playing Gilly and mark target and, and kill some, kill a, a tyrant in one hit, right? Um, so he's definitely going to be a little bit more of a defensive play style, which I think is valuable for newer players to learn the game. And if you're taking him at higher difficulty or with a larger player count, right, he does fill that great support role as well. So, yeah. Yep. And then I guess if like we were to move into prawn, so like not necessarily pro, not necessarily con, just kind of in the middle. Uh, he is like a little bit of risk reward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, too many bones already is dice rolling game and you always yep. have a chance of rolling bones and not necessarily getting the die face that you want. Uh, however, with him, like if you're looking to heal, like you got, you got your fellow gear lock, he's down to, down to one health or whatever. And you're like, all right, I'm going to try to heal him. And then you accidentally poison them. Like, you know, if, if, if you're, if you don't like that sort of, right. uh, you know, chance of of negatively affecting your teammates then might not be for you on the other hand maybe you're like high reward and you're really into that sort of thing and maybe you've trained up to zap pack so it's like well i did poison my teammate and kill him guess i'll have to right. go revive them next so uh um, fair enough yeah yep yep, yep. And, yeah i, th- I think ahead, uh one thing that's worth mentioning too um a lot of these gear locks have some uh altered art 
chips promos and he's got a pretty sick halloween promo um and he also has oh a i know what you're promo. talking about yes yep. yes the halloween he's got like promo. A, a, uh is it jason mask like yes, a hockey yes. mask yes because he's kind of like a, a creepy doctor you know his his picture's yeah. got this giant syringe so a little unnerving uh but i guess a prawn uh, would be that he's got some cool altered art chips if you're interested in that yeah oh and, and I, actually now that you mentioned the art that was one thing um I think I mentioned this a few episodes a few episodes ago, but like I was, he was like one of the first Gearlocks I saw. Like him and Boomer, like their art just kind of like were a little off putting to me. I don't know why, um, but like he's just very narrow faced, very skinny, um, and I don't know what about the art for him was a little like now I'm used to it. I I, I like it. Sure, but, sure. Um, the character art on the on the Gearlock mat is mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Like he's got. Um, like a skull that's just chilling in his satchel. He's got bone his bone saw. saw. It's all bloody and stuff. Like you said, the giant syringe is a little like electrified backpack that's mm-hmm. used for like, you know, reviving people. Um, so some, some really cool art there. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit that's of a, a call out too. Cause like oh, it God. is fun to look at the skills and then look at the gear lock and you can see like, yeah, this guy's carrying a bone saw, a syringe. He's got his medipacks and all that other stuff. So um, that's one thing I ne- never really noticed until you just mentioned it is that like, if you read through their skills, you look at the art of the character, all the things are right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so high school super. So we're going to finish this off in a fun way. We'll probably do this with, uh, every, uh, gear lock and we're going to give them a little bit of a high school superlative and you know what you would find at the end of a yearbook, like the most likely to, or least likely to, um, you know, that sort of thing. And then we're going to finish off with an epilogue of how we feel like this gearlock once they grow up what would happen to them if they were to retire so john i think high school superlative for me i'd probably have you know most likely most likely to get away with murder is probably what i'm gonna <laughs> what i'm gonna go with there you, you go know? my mine's a little uh, outside the box but i would uh i'd say most likely to electrocute themselves while trying to jump their car uh um, oh you know right. I think he he plays with danger a little bit, so you know, accidental electrocution might be uh, might, might be his way to go. But uh, <laughs> yeah, David, I, I, say he doesn't meet an untimely uh, demise. Demises puts yeah. in his years of adventuring in day lore. Um, he decides he wants to hang up the old boot and syringe. Uh, what do you think uh, happens to Patches as he grows old and and maybe retires? Yeah, so I'm thinking after finishing up his career as an adventuring gearlock, Patches decides to finish up his degree in nursing and signs on with Hackensack Meridian Health in New Jersey. <laughs> what he didn't realize was that it's post-COVID 2020 world where healthcare workers have made a mass exodus and quickly realizes that the stress is not worth the pay. Patches now works as a back alley drug dealer, introducing the, to the human world the narcotics of Daylore. <laughs> Maybe a bit of an untimely fate, but he's uh, he's a bit of a shady guy. So, you know, a little bit. He bill. might heal you. He might also give you a heart attack with uh, some experimental <laughs> drugs that he's been working on. So you, Fair know, enough. Just, you just never know. Those uh, nutrients might not be what the uh, claims they are. Mm. So, John, I, I guess last question. Where would you ultimately like what would you rate patches? Mm. What is your your gear lock rating for patches? Are we going like out of ten, or are you looking for a, a tier list, or or just in general? Um, yeah, maybe maybe out of ten. Okay. Or a tier I, list? Yeah, tier list is fine. I don't know if you. I mean, if we're going D, like a D, tier D. list, like S tier down to D tier, I, I think 
it's hard because there's gear locks that I think are good. And then there's gear locks that like I like personally for me, patches is like in the B range. He's kind of like average to me. There's nothing, there's no bells and whistles to patches. He's straightforward. Would I Mm -hmm. play him? Especially if I'm playing with a group, I would especially play him. I'm not really looking to take patches like in a solo game by myself. So not someone I'm necessarily jumping to play by myself, but if I'm going with friends, always happy to have them along. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think I would say the exact same thing, probably like beat there, nothing terribly uh, exciting. I think thematic, like if you're someone who can get immersed in theme Mm -hmm. and like play the movie in your head, uh, I think patches is a great one because he's very thematic. Um, But otherwise, as far as like my play style, like healer and support character isn't necessarily more of like how I like to play. So patches. You want to be in there swinging a giant axe around screaming, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I like a very, I'm more spoiler, like boomer type, just like a very Mm -hmm. chaotic, high risk, um, high reward type of deal. So, um, but nonetheless, I still like patches would happily play patches. Anytime we would be playing too many bones. All right, John, uh, anything else? we want to say about patches or anything else going on and uh, oh my goodness we forgot we skipped right over too many bones or uh, ctg news oh um yeah so everybody's coming back from gen con yep and i've been listening to and reading a few reports from gen con and everybody's talking about demoing elder scrolls oh and you know what everyone's saying john it's amazing uh it might it might kill the too many bones for them. Nah, no, nah, don't say it. Yeah, don't say it. Yeah, man. Don't say it. No, man. Should should have. I don't know if we should have backed. It. I I have no attachment to that universe whatsoever. Uh, you do. I know you've so, got the you've got yeah, the yeah. I've played for it. tons of like Skyrim and stuff. Uh, this is based on the Elder Scrolls Online universe, which is a different timeline, same world. I had initially all in pledged it. I think I was like backer seventeen or something. I was very very beginning. Um. But as more things came up, I really I just spent probably like eight hundred dollars on all my too many bone stuff in the past, you know, month or so. And I was like, I was looking at another four hundred something dollar price tag. I know the game is great and I know it's going to be just a fantastic experience. But also knowing how chip theory does business and knowing that these things aren't going to be exclusives, I just Mm -hmm. felt like I will pay extra to get this at retail later on. Because I had so many games already that I wasn't really mm-hmm. playing through. And I felt mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm starting to mature a little bit and be able to control myself. And I made the decision that I was going to wait on it until it got to retail. And then and that makes it, one of us if what it looked like. Did you did you go on late pledge, David? No, I didn't do that. No, okay. but I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I just uh, well, I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep my words <laughs> to myself. I can't say that too loud because there's people listening here. Oh, okay. Um namely uh family but anyways the what was i gonna say yeah uh, like everybody that's at gen con was just saying like what how much they loved it and that if they weren't so invested in too many bones already that this might be what they would opt to go for um just because of the the whole like so in too many bones as you advance like if you lose an encounter the enemies your baddies they still get stronger even mm-hmm. if you don't. And so it can almost become a snowball effect uh, if you're not careful of of just impossible to beat the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas I guess in Elder Scrolls, it it like if you don't 
level up then like the enemies don't either which maybe some people might find that boring i don't know like then it's just kind of like always a, a wash so to speak but just um, don't lose yeah just don't lose bro get good uh the and i i don't know i think they also like the map like how like the tiles like you know yeah. build out or whatever like that's really cool and and i maybe like the skill trees and i think what they were saying is like even uh, even though like the the gear locks are more unique or diverse uh in and of themselves like this maybe allows a little bit for you to like build out a little bit more the way you might want to do your character i don't know a lot of love for it so i'm like i'm looking forward to eventually playing it who knows right like i i didn't watch the alien movie series uh until after i played nemesis so like i played nemesis first and i was like huh that was cool this game kind of sucks but the ip is really cool and so then i like became an absolute like alien fan of like all we don't need to go into the museum do we Oh, you got to get the museum in Switzerland is dope. So, yeah, if you got to get a chance to visit that. So who knows? That might happen with the Elder Scrolls. But anyways, that was just a quick bit of Chip yeah. Theory Games news that uh, that I had and that uh, 20 Strong should be delivering soon-ish, I think. Hopefully. I've got Hopefully. it coming. Yeah, same same here. Looking forward to it. So. I, I wish they kind of went with the other name, Dice! Exclamation point. No. Did you ever, did you see that video? <laughs> no, I, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah like the they, original uh, announce, uh, yes, announcement I video, I think it was, um, I'm forgetting who was the one that made the comment, but it was like, I think we should call it Dice. Nice. And I thought it was a riot. Yeah. All right. That's all I got, John. Anything else you want to add in? Nothing else for me. I'm excited to get, to start talking about some gear locks. We might even throw, you know, some tyrant reviews in, in here too. You never know. Might keep it spicy, but um, just, I love this game, man. Excited to have it on my table right now yeah 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 oh um john if somebody wants to tell us what their superlative for patches would be and how they think he would retire how can they reach us they can reach us via email at not enough bones at gmail.com and if they wanted to follow us on social media david you want to hit him with those yep uh you can follow us on instagram at not enough bones pod and on twitter at not enough bones uh, feel free to go there we'll be throwing up X some now oh yeah 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 x <laughs> I'm not calling it X. That's the <laughs> that's the dumbest rebranding I've ever. I'm not going to get into that. I digress. Anyways, but yes, uh, please feel free to uh, follow us there. We're going to be throwing up some. We're going to actually like make an effort to start having social media yes. presence. So please follow us there, and uh, you'll see some stuff popping up. And uh, as always, would like to thank our good friend Jonathan Allen Wright for our intro and outro music. Make sure you go. Uh, follow him wherever you listen to music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, whatever it is. But he just dropped a new at, single. He did. So Jonathan Allen Wright, give him a listen. Um, guys, my name is David. And I'm John. And we want to thank you so much for listening to Not Enough Bones. See ya. Peace. Peace.